We are getting closer and closer to our 100th episode. I feel like we should do something to celebrate 100 episodes, but I'm not really sure what it should be. So if you have any great ideas, let me know. I have good news, everyone. Nancy Pelosi, the great and powerful Nancy Pelosi, has said that once the Democrats win back control of the House of Representatives, there there will be a toning down of rhetoric. And she has said they are going to win back the House of Representatives in 2018. So all our problems are solved. All the mean words are going to stop. And yeah, life will be grand. Now, I, I can't help but think it's a threat. Right? You say, oh, when we take back the house, the rhetoric will stop. Well, does that mean that you're just doing it until, you know, like, oh, if we don't win, we're going to keep going and, and it's going to get worse. I don't know. They've all lost their minds. You flip through the headlines, it's so obvious that they know they're going to lose in this midterm election. I don't even know. (laughs) All the polls that said they were going to win it back flipped. Now that we're close enough that the pollsters care about their jobs and they're already making excuses. And Trump's a racist. You know, the usual. I was going to do a whole, whole Halloween thing, like recite Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. Once upon a midnight dreary, as I pondered weak and weary over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore. Because it's creepy, and Halloween's supposed to be kind of creepy, but then I realized it's about a December doesn't take place in October or even close quoth the raven nevermore it's good though if you don't know it check it out all the post stuff is kind of creepy which is fun so yeah so I'm not going to do a Halloween thing Halloween for me is not the best I have to admit I'm not a costume wearer In fact, I don't think I have anything in common with adults that wear costumes. Now, I'm not talking about college students who go to costume parties. Because I understand that there's this allure of uh, the safety of young women to wear extraordinarily risque outfits. (laughs) And I I don't understand what they do that for, what the purpose of that is, why they have feel so drawn to it, but they do. I know that they do. And I totally get the young gentlemen who want to go and witness it. And if you have to have a costume to get in the party, I get wearing the costume. I get it. I didn't do it when I was in college, but I get it. After that's over, I don't get it at all for anybody. I don't understand. Adults wear costumes. I'm not one of those people. I never was. So I don't know, 15, 16, no more costumes.
But so, but I have kids, so the kids like it. They want the candy. They want to go out. So I take them trick or treating. We used to live in a townhome community, so it was like every building, like about the size of a house, was actually four houses, like row, like a row house style thing. And we lived there, and there was like a loop, like a maybe a mile, mile and a half loop. And I would just take the kids on the loop. We'd walk the mile, and then every basically every driveway is four houses, and they all give out candy. And they would get to the point at the end where. Even if they brought pillowcases, they'd be full. They couldn't carry it. The last year we were there, I brought the wagon, not to carry any of the kids in it, so they could put their candy in it because they couldn't, they couldn't carry the candy. But now we live a little. We have a little more space between the houses now, so there's more walking and less candy, which is probably better. So I always take the kids out trick or treating. My wife stays home and hands out candy to the trick or treaters coming to our house, and. A couple years ago, they started this new thing where they invited friends. In the first year of the Friends Halloween, uh, some parents of Friends came. Now, the new thing is the parents of the Friends don't come. They just drop them off. So I'm out there stuck with all these kids. I believe this year it's going to be 14 kids, something like that. My dirty secret, don't tell anybody, is I only actually care about my four kids. So if you send your kid to go trick-or-treating with me and I lose your kid, I'm not that worried about it. I might feel kind of bad while you're yelling at me at the end of the night, where's your kid, and I don't know. I might, but I might not even feel bad. I just tell them, well, don't, you know, stay with a group. Don't be running off by yourself. That's pretty much it. That's the only instructions I give them. <clears throat> so yeah <clears throat> excuse me goodness gracious so that's Halloween I do steal a ton of the candy from the kids I must admit in my head I don't really like candy I'm not a big candy person I never buy a candy bar or anything at the store and in my head I'm like I don't want any of that like if you ask me right now hey you want a Snickers bar I'm like no not really but there's something about walking by that bowl in the kitchen at 10 30 11 o'clock at night while my wife's watching uh the midwives call the midwife whatever that show's called something about grabbing one of them little snickers bars i don't know what it is i have noticed that the hershey's peanut butter cups are dis disappear first they don't make it past maybe november 2nd but yeah, so I'm kind of excited about that, I guess. The kids like it. They have fun. Whatever. Halloween. Whitey Bulger died. Do you know who that is? Whitey Bulger was a Boston mobster who was pretty smart. He, he did two things at once. One was he was a mobster, and the second thing he did was he partnered himself up with the police and the FBI to rat on other mobsters. So that kept the, the law enforcement community busy arresting other people and investigating other people and not him. And it made him an undesirable target because he was their informant. And I want to say he did it for like 20 years. And then he disappeared. And then they found him and he was living in a motel, like a little strip motel in California with his girlfriend. And he'd been there a long time. 
and they dragged him back and put him on trial and convicted him so I guess he recently was moved from one federal prison to another and the new federal prison they didn't like him so much he did some really bad things I don't mean to make him sound like he's just a regular mobster he was hyper violent um, some of his victims were women which is frowned upon in organized crime and of course being a rat for 30 years and putting a bunch of people in prison probably not all that popular so they killed him I guess they beat him to death he only lasted a couple days at the new prison and he was 80 something years old I've often thought that some of these high profile people who get murdered in prison is it's, it's a setup like the prison guards and the and the prisoners get together and decide they want to take care of business Dahmer I don't think for a second that Jeffrey Dahmer was just randomly placed on shower cleaning duty with a guy who's known to kill child molesters in prison and then left there unsupervised for a long period of time I don't think that's the case I think the prison guards decided Dahmer should die and saw to it that it happened. And I think probably Whitey Bulger was similar. There's not a lot of people who have a lot of sympathy for Whitey Bulger. Pretty violent guy. Even amongst organized crime standards. A little nutty. And then, like I said, he had that history of being a uh, an police informant, FBI informant. Made him very unpopular. And there was a general feeling, I think, or there is a general feeling that he really got away with it because he didn't go to prison until, I mean, recently. Maybe he was 80 years old. So all those years he was free. Didn't answer for his crimes. Well, now he has. (laughs) They saw to that. So Whitey Bulger is no more. You ever have one of those days where you're flipping through the news and you regret it? Today's that day for me. A lot of times I try to stay away from the news. Today I had a moment I was bored. I had Wi-Fi and I decided to go ahead and see what's going on in the world. I'm deeply remorseful that I ever did it. In the UK, United Kingdom, England, a man who happens to be a Muslim immigrant, migrant, refugee, one of those, was arrested for raping two women, which is bad. I mean, really bad. Amongst the worst things a human being can do to another human being. But He was also arrested for raping livestock because this guy was not content with forcing himself sexually on women. He also forced himself sexually on farm animals, sheep and goats primarily. The article didn't say how many. Honestly, when I read the headline, I thought it was a joke, like The Onion. It was a joke article. Uh, But it wasn't. It's like watching a car crash in slow motion. I didn't want to look, but I couldn't help myself. A 
Okay, two things. One is, I mentioned that the man was a Muslim immigrant, migrant, refugee, and perhaps I shouldn't have. Because whilst the sexual assaults in Germany on New Year's Eve and a bunch of other things that have happened in Europe since the migrant thing started are due to uh, major cultural differences and a lack of vetting and an overrepresentation of young men in that population. Uh, this one's not. This guy is just psycho. And I've talked before, man, don't be the stereotype. If there's a stereotype about your people, don't be that guy. If you're Irish, don't go to the bar and get drunk and get in fights every night. Find something else to do with your time. Take up bowling or something. Don't live out the stereotype about your people, your group. Be creative. Do something different. And whether justified or not, there's this trope or meme or whatever about Arab, Afghanistan, Muslim men having sex with goats. That's a gag. It's a joke. It should be a joke only. Don't actually do it, assholes. My second thought is, I'm pretty sure AIDS started from somebody having sex with animals and people. You're not supposed to have sex with animals. If I were the women who were raped by this guy, and I hope that they're okay physically, I hope that they get all the mental health counseling that they need, I hope that they heal up both physically and mentally very, very soon. I'm sure they'll never be the same, but I hope that they are on the road to some kind of recovery. I also hope they have a full battery of medical tests run, including some sort of blood test searching for unknown disease. Because you're not supposed to have sex with animals. That's how you make AIDS. I don't know if that's really true or not. I gotta be honest. Well, I guess I don't have to be honest, but I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if the monkey thing is true with AIDS. I just know, I think I read that somewhere. I think that there was some sort of AIDS-similar disease in primates long before it was in people. So there was a theory that, oh, it mutated itself from, maybe it wasn't sexual contact, maybe it was blood contact. I don't know. Like with Ebola, when they don't know how Ebola outbreaks start, they say, oh, it comes from bats. I don't think they know that that's true. They just think that it might be true. It's weird enough behavior that you maybe shouldn't do it anyway. I don't know that I want to live in a world where crazy men have sex with sheep and people. All involuntarily. All forced. This is why... Guys like this are why we all need to read the toxic masculinity crisis. This gentleman, I use the term very loosely, should have read this book 10 years ago. Of course, I hadn't written it yet 10 years ago, but now that it's out, the next guy who was going down this path needs to get the book now. Because there are productive, important things you should be doing as a man that don't involve you attacking sheep or women. That is the opposite of what you should be doing. You should be protecting sheep as a shepherd and protecting women as a shepherd. It's the model of Jesus Christ's life, right? The good shepherd. You're supposed to try to be like him. He was protecting people. You're supposed to be protecting people. Gentlemen, 
you're not supposed to be a rapist. And if you know about some guy who is a rapist, you're supposed to do something about it. And for the love of God, leave the poor animals alone. They've been through enough. Goodness gracious. All right, today's podcast is going to be short. I got to get home to help the kiddos get ready. Or my wife. I'm helping somebody get ready for Halloween. So I can't be out late driving around here. I got to get get going. A leftist party in Italy. This is the other reason why I wish I hadn't read the news today. The leftist party in Italy on their Facebook page came out and said a young woman, an Italian woman, who was drugged raped and murdered by migrants in Italy is lucky. How is she lucky? According to them, she is lucky because if she had been drugged, raped, and murdered by an Italian, the press wouldn't care. The fact that the press is paying attention to the fact that migrants who came to Italy seeking refuge are drugging, raping, and murdering Italians is only because the perpetrator was a migrant and the press and the people of Italy are racists. And if they weren't racist, they wouldn't care. See, that's the funny thing about countries. Like, my argument for the wall or my position on the wall and legal immigration is that no American citizen, regardless of race, creed, color, religion, national origin, political philosophy should be raped or murdered zero is my number that's how many and so if any immigrant or illegal immigrant or migrant or whatever has ever raped or murdered any American that's too many so we should do whatever we can do up to and including absolutely anything to stop that from happening again So yeah, if you're Italian and a non-Italian comes to your country and says, please help me, my country's falling apart or it's a war zone or we're poor or we're being persecuted or whatever the case may be to grant, to get themselves entered in the country, you're a guest. You don't belong there. So yeah, it's a big story when a group of them take an Italian girl, I believe a teenager, drug her, rape her, and then murder her. That's a big story. The people who you're being told that you should open your country up to, that's the right thing to do, the humane thing to do, the Christian thing to do, are doing terrible things. People should know about that. So no, it's not the case that the media and the Italian people are racist. It's definitely not the case that the young woman who was murdered, violently murdered, is lucky in any way, shape, or form. She is not lucky. And I think it's just systemic of how far the left has gone. And now there are people on the left who would be like, I would never say that. Eh, okay, maybe you wouldn't. Maybe you wouldn't say, come out and say that somebody who had been raped and murdered was lucky. But the idea that people are only paying attention to a crime because of the national origin of the perpetrator absolutely exists in the mainstream left. Like if that was a white guy, you wouldn't talk about it. You're only talking about that Guatemalan who shot somebody in the head because it was illegal immigrant. And if you if it was a white guy, you wouldn't talk about it. That idea exists. 
And the jump from that idea to she's lucky is about a millimeter, ideologically. Once you've decided that you don't think that people should cover the news because it goes against your narrative, uh, you are dangerously close dangerously close to thinking that crime victims are lucky that people are paying attention to them dangerously close so that's it go to amazon.com buy the toxic masculinity crisis have a safe and happy Halloween this evening if someone gives you apples just say thank you don't eat the apples all the urban legends about Razor blades in the apples. Apples aren't expensive. If you need an apple, go get one at the store. Don't take the Halloween apples. Know what I mean? Have fun with the kids. If you don't have kids, have fun giving out candy to the kids. It's supposed to be a fun night. Everybody be nice. Listen, thanks for tuning into the podcast today. Don't forget to go to Amazon.com and buy The Toxic Masculinity Crisis. You should buy two copies and give one to a stranger because that stranger might be on the precipice of becoming an adult who has sex with sheep. And that person desperately needs to read a book that tells them that they have responsibilities in this world. And The Toxic Masculinity Crisis is that book. Anyway, thanks for tuning into the podcast. I hope everyone had a fantastic fantastic Halloween and we'll talk to everyone in November.